Father, in Jesus' name, I put my arm and my uh, very hand around my, my brother, my fellow minister, Lord, my son, Elaine's son. Uh, Lord, we're grateful. Uh, Lord, he's yours. He's your child. He's your minister. He's, he's been faithful to us here at Theresa Baptist Church over the last few days. And I know that tonight is an ending of a service with him. But I pray tonight that you'll continue to undergird his heart and bring back to remembrance those things that you've given him. And Lord, again, yes, they'll preach from the overflow as he proclaims your word. When the invitation's given, and perhaps even before it's given, we can see results. We can see people falling under your convicting power and making decisions and choices even where they're sitting. And Lord, when the invitation's given, they have to say, this is what I've done in this service tonight. Thank you now for hearing us in Jesus' name. And everyone said together, Amen. Amen. God bless you, Billy. Amen. I love you. Ma'am, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Sir, you're going to make it. Teresa, Theresa, I said that wrong. Theresa, Baptist Church, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You are going to make it. I can tell you, you're going to make it. If you can't preach after music like that, I don't know. I said that the other night, but I say that every night. Brothers and sisters, I get excited just because the name of Jesus is being proclaimed. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for bringing us into the presence of the Lord. I want to I just tell you thank you from the start. You are going to make it. And I'm going to tell you in just a little bit from God's word, from the book of Philippians, why I say that on this last night of these meetings. You see, I didn't say the last night of revival, because if we say this is the last night of revival, it didn't happen in our lives. It was just a series of messages. It was just us coming together and being together. And we said, Hallelujah, we had some good messages and we were down at the church every night, bless God, but now it's Monday morning again and we're the same old people that we were. Folks, I pray that when you leave here this week, not because of me, not because of my father, not because of anybody else, but the Lord Jesus Christ, that you are a changed, changed, changed individual. Because I want to tell you something, the Lord's doing a mighty work here in Roxborough, North Carolina. I didn't even know where this place was about a year ago. I had no idea where Roxborough, North Carolina was. But I, I fell in love with Roxborough and Person County. I really have. I fell in love with you. Can I tell you something? There's a man sitting right back yonder in a purple shirt that I'm going to thank today. He brought me and my dad out in the tobacco fields, and we pulled some tobacco today. <laughs> I don't know. Is uh, brother? Was that your uh, uh, your nephew, Dylan? I met Dylan. Man, man, I could probably be best friends friends with him. I'm probably old enough to be his daddy. But I'll tell you what, he took us through everything. If you want to know anything about growing tobacco, come with me and Dad, because Dylan let us know everything that he is. And we were, my, my dad was over there taking notes. I want you to know he's got a notebook, and he knows what, what. listen, we know even down to the to the T what kind of tobacco you need to grow in what kind of field, what kind of fertilizer you need to put on that. Hey, we can give it all to you. That was very interesting. And uh, I tell you what, man, it's been just a blessed time to be with you this week. And, uh, man, I didn't know I could get so excited about tobacco. But, <laughs> but praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for that. <laughs> well, this is the last night of our meetings together. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss you. I really am uh, falling in love with you this week. And, and I just pray that as you go on and, and as, listen, I know you're in a transition time, Theresa. And I know that God's got the right man for you. He's got the right leader for you. And you might say, what are you saying that in revival? This is, well, that's what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly what it's about. And so we know that God is in control. But I want you to know tonight, I'm going to say this again. I want you to know that you are going to make it. 
you are going to make it. You can have the confidence that Paul had. I want you to turn in your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of Philippians in the New Testament. And I want you to go to chapter 3. I told you that I wanted to preach two messages out of Philippians. And so this will be the second message, uh, the last message this week. And I want you to to open there to chapter 3. And we're going to start reading in uh, verse 12. Verse 12 of chapter 3 of the book of Philippians. Now, I'll I'll tell you, some of you may go to shouting and hanging from the chandeliers because this is a powerful series of verses here, folks. Here's what he says. He says, not that I have already reached the goal or am already fully mature, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken Taking hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, all who are mature should think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth that we have obtained. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God. I pray just like I prayed every night that I want to I want to pray every prayer like this. Lord, would you please would you please fill my mind with your thought uh, with your thoughts, not my thoughts. Lord, fill my mind with your thoughts tonight and put words in my mouth. God, take a hold of my tongue. Take a hold of my life tonight. God, I know that I'm saved. I know I'm I'm going to heaven. I know I'm going to be there with you one of these days. I know I'm going to be made complete. But tonight. Lord, oh Lord, I need your help. Not because I feel lacking or anything like that, or I feel less than tonight, but Lord, I want to say what you want us to hear tonight, even myself. So I thank you for all that you've done throughout this week, Lord, and may your light shine glorious tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You know, one thing that I'd like to let you know to start off with is that the gentleman, the man that that wrote these words here, that penned these words, the Apostle Paul, if he had anything to brag about, if there's anybody in the world that could brag, it was the Apostle Paul. He really, really could. Because uh, if you'll read the whole book of Philippians, if you'll read the book of Acts, uh, if you'll read all his letters, he often talks about that uh, he was... He was a Jew of the Jews. In other words, he had all the right uh, religious rituals uh, down pat in his life. He was born into a religious family. He followed the law, he said, to a T. And he said, when it came to righteousness, listen to what he said. He said, when it came to righteousness, he was blameless. That sounds like a good resume, don't it? I mean, really, it does. It's like, man, he's got it going on. But he said, I consider all that worthless. I consider all that worthless compared to the greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. All that, all that, all that worthless to knowing Christ Jesus. And as Brad and the group sang tonight, and the power of his resurrection. Folks, if Jesus was not resurrected, he, yes, he lived on the earth, he died, he, he was in a borrowed tomb for three days, but if he would have never been resurrected, that would have been it. But Jesus was resurrected, and so we can be resurrected, ladies and gentlemen. And as Brad, you already preached, brother. I don't even have to preach tonight, you know, and I am saying your name right, ain't I? Brad. Okay. I want to make sure, but man, I want to tell you something. We, we, we are going to meet Jesus as the group said a a while ago. We're going to meet Jesus face to face one of these days, and we are going to stand in judgment. Man, when I stand in judgment, I want to have the cloak of Jesus Christ around me. 
Man, I don't want to stand there in my righteousness. Because if I do, if I do, and if you do, if you stand in there in your works and your own righteousness, you'll never make it into heaven. It's got to be through Jesus Christ. It's got to be through Jesus Christ. Listen. I want you to go out of here tonight knowing that you're going to make it and that you can make it. There's times in all of our lives, uh, I ha- you know, I don't hate to keep referring to the group. I'm gonna, Because you guys, man, every song you were singing, it just went right along with the message that I'm preaching tonight. And every night it's happened like that, hasn't it? Every single night. We didn't get together. We didn't get together before the service or even weeks ago and say, hey, you know what? This would, this would go good with this. We let the Holy Spirit guide us. And man, he's been leading and guiding us. And so these, these songs help build us into what we want to talk about tonight just for the next few moments. I want you to go out of here knowing that you can make it tonight. You can make it. Not just having that feeling but really knowing, really knowing that you're going to make it, having that confidence that you're going to make it, that you're going to make it with Jesus Christ. You're going to make it in this Christian life. So I'm going to share just a couple of ideas out of this passage that we've looked at tonight. And I want to leave you with these ideas tonight that will help us, that will help us to know this for sure. The first one is this. I will make it if I And if you stay focused on growth and not perfection. If we stay focused individually and as a church on growth and not perfection, we will make it. Listen, folks, we're all in different places in our life. Some of us feel like that. Can I use a car illustration and a stick shift? Some of us feel like that, that, that we're uh, in reverse. Some of us feel like we got that gear shift back in reverse. Because everything we do, we feel like we're going backwards in our spiritual life. I didn't say everybody felt like that, but there's somebody here tonight, I guarantee you, that feels like that. You came in here feeling like, man, I just can't do nothing right in my spiritual life, it seems. Man, we've talked to people. My dad and I have, my dad has had me burning up, the, he's burned up the roads this week. Man, we, we've been visiting, not just the hospitals, but we've been going in the homes and met some precious people this week in stores and other things. And man, we've, we've heard some testimonies that I'm telling some powerful testimonies of people talking about just that, saying that, man, I feel like my spiritual life is in reverse. Some of you may feel that tonight, but others of you may be tonight saying that, man, I feel like I'm in neutral. I'm just, I'm not going forward or backward. I'm, I'm stuck in neutral. It seems that I'm just stuck, maybe stuck in a rut. So I'm stuck there in neutral, neutral. And some of you may be in that forward position, amen? And you're going forward. And you're, you're just, man, you got that thing all the way forward. And, and, you know, some gear shifts have, what, five speeds and six speeds. You got that thing all the way, and you're just letting it fly, right? And you're going, and you could say, man, I want to give you all some encouragement. Well, that's the way I feel tonight. You know, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I I preach the word of God. I proclaim the word of God. But I want to tell you something. I'm a sinner saved by grace just like you are. Just so happens to be that God's using me this way in this part of my life because I said yes to him. And that's the way it can be in your life. I said the other night, there may be people in this room that God is calling into the full-time ministry. Could be calling to preach. I said, I said no to him for years and years and years. Listen, let me give you a story of a precious man at Fruitland Bible College. All of the guys were there and they were young guys whenever I was going. Remember I told you I was called late in life. I wasn't called to us about 40 years old. I felt into the full-time ministry. I went to a college where there's a bunch of young kids. I was like their daddy around there, but there was a couple other guys. Get this, a man almost 70 years old. It was there with us. It was called into the full-time ministry. How precious is that? He says it's not too late, and I'm telling you it's not too late. Some of you say, oh, it's too late for me. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know, I think we heard some people that we talked to this week that said, you know what? I know God was calling me into the ministry a long time ago, but, you know, I just never did say yes to him. Folks, I want to tell you something. There's no time like the present and say, to say yes to him. 
to say yes to him, especially, especially if you don't know him as your personal savior. That's where you've got to start at right there. Acknowledge that you are a sinner and accept his forgiveness. That's the beginning point, isn't it? Right there. So we've got to stay focused on growth in our lives and as a church, but we've got to stay focused on growth in our lives and not perfection because Paul admitted, the apostle Paul admitted that he was a work in progress. It was almost like he was dissatisfied with, with his spiritual journey. But you know what? That's kind of not a bad thing. And let me explain why that's not a bad thing always. Are you dissatisfied with sin in your life? Am I dissatisfied with sin in my life? Does it bother me? Am I dissatisfied with the sin that, or the habits that I have, the hangups that I have in my life? Am I dissatisfied with being stagnant in my life? Because I want to tell you something. Sometimes our spiritual life, our Christian life does get stagnant. We'll go along, man, we'll be, see, it's like this. I've had a great time with you this week. Man, I've had a shouting time and just a praise the Lord. It's been a wonderful revival series of meetings. But you know what? He's talking about Satan a while ago. I can't, I can't allow him to jump on my back and bring me, bring me down. Remember that stinking thinking I was talking about last night? That stinking thinking, the devil does that. Now, I want to tell you something. I want to get real with you. I, I'll, I'll be driving home tonight. I have a long ways to think. And a lot of times I don't even like to turn on the radio. I like to just listen to the Lord as I'm driving down the road. But I want to tell you, I want to tell you what. Sometimes Satan tries to talk too. Don't listen. Don't listen. Listen, you made a fool out of yourself, Billy. <laughs> you made a fool out of yourself. You know, you, you messed up the king's English. You can't talk half. You, you don't even know how to, you don't even know how to speak good English. And Jesus and God says, and by the way, that doesn't bother me. I'm just an old country boy. Okay. I'm saved by grace. And that don't bother me. But I want to tell you something, folks. Sometimes that can get a hold of us, right? But I know what Jesus has done for me. I know what he's done for you. So you can't let that, you can't let, you can't let that. Listen, what if, what if, what if I were, there's nothing wrong with being an English major. I know a lot of you have been through all the college and the seminary or uh, later on in university and all, and you, you could probably teach me a thing or two. I understand that. But folks, it's not all about that. Is it? It's, it's not all about that. I used to think a lot of times it was. I wanted, I wanted, when I went to school, I wanted the next degree. I wanted the next degree. Uh, but folks, it's not, it's not always about that. I don't know why God asked me to say that tonight. See how the Holy Spirit works and moves? Man, God's good enough and more powerful enough that he can work in your life and put words into your mouth, folks. I want to tell you, he can work in your life. And he's going to continue to work here at Theresa Baptist Church long after I'm gone. <laughs> I want to tell you, God's going to continue to work. So stay focused on growth and not perfection. On growth and not perfection. As I said, we're all at different places in our spiritual life. But we've got to strive, as I said, I believe last night, to be patient with ourselves. Be patient with ourselves. Allow ourselves time to, to grow. We, we're not going to get everything spiritually all at once. Although the power, all the power of Jesus is, is within us. But folks, I want to tell you something. He don't just all of a sudden work that all that stuff out at once, and all of a sudden you're this super Christian, right? You you may be, you are excited when you become a Christian. You want to go tell other people about Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you something. He don't give you every single thing that that you need to know, every little nook and cranny. You're not going to be able to quote the entire Bible just because you accepted him. Now you know what he could do that. He could do that. He's powerful enough that he could do that. And I've heard people that could quote Old Testament scripture verse by verse through the whole book. Matter of fact, I know a man that could quote Isaiah from, from beginning to end. But folks, I want to tell you something. If that's nothing, if we don't know the one who penned that. 
If we don't know the God, if we don't know the God who penned that, I want to tell you tonight, so we need to stay focused on growth, not perfection, because we're not going to be complete till we see Jesus. Amen. We'll never be complete on this earth. We'll, we'll never be complete. In other words, we, we're never going to get to the place to where, where we've, oh man, I've made it. I've made it. I'm, I'm here. I'm super Christian, right? I'm super Christian. I've made it. We're never going to get there. We've got to keep, we got to keep moving forward, but we're moving toward perfection, right? We're moving, uh, Christ, Christ says that one day we will be perfect. We will, will be with him in glory, but we're, we're working and I'm going to get ahead of myself if I'm not, uh, too careful tonight, but we've got to stay focused on growth and not perfection. Second of all, second of all, if we're going to make it, we've got to keep the past in the past. And I've said this a lot this week, but we've got to keep the past in the past because a lot of you possibly here tonight have beaten yourself up over the past, right? I've heard people that I've talked to about the Lord sometimes, they'll say, you know what, Pastor, um, you know, I came out of a, I, I came out of a terrible, terrible way whenever I was saved. I, I was really into a lot of stuff and and I'm just embarrassed about that. And I've actually, and they'll tell, they've told me before that, you know, that, that, that holds me back because I don't even want to walk into a church because I feel like people will be picking at me and, and, and looking at me and saying, you, 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 you're that person, right? You was the guy who was just down in the beer joint the other week. I saw your car. Uh, uh, yeah, you're saved now. You got saved last week, but weren't you down at the beer joint? Weren't you down at that road where, where, uh, where, um, uh, they sell drugs at? Weren't you down there? Weren't you up at the house of prostitution? Weren't you over here? Sometimes, sometimes people let those kind of things hold them, hold them back. And I've been told that before. Man, I can't walk into a church. People are going to judge me. And I know, I know you're, I've talked to a lot of you this week and, 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 and you, I would pray that you would not judge people. My dad said something last night. I think, I believe it was last night. We were talking about uh, whenever uh, he and I have been visiting on several occasions. And, and, and listen, there's people that are not going to look like us. There's people that is not going to act like us. There's people that's not going to smell like us. They're not going to talk like us. But folks, everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. Praise the Lord. Everybody needs Jesus. We've got to keep, as I said, just like possibly things that hold even uh, a lot of us down is we've got to keep the past in the past. I want you to look at verse 13. Paul says, brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Look what he says, forgetting what is behind, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. There's two things that he's doing here in these verses. He's straining forward, he says. He's straining forward and he is forgetting. He's straining forward and he's forgetting. He's straining forward and he's forgetting. I want you to picture this with me tonight. When you leave tonight, you're going to be driving a vehicle, unless you rode a bicycle or, or something else here tonight. But you're going to be driving a, a vehicle with a windshield, a gigantic windshield, right? I hope many of you are going to look out that windshield to drive home. Please do that, okay? But you're going to look out a windshield when you drive home. That big old windshield. There's also a rearview mirror there. Right in the center of that windshield. I pray that you don't look in that rearview mirror to drive home tonight. Because you possibly won't make it. If you do, it's just by the grace of God. Paul said he strives forward. He looks through the windshield and he's not looking in his rearview mirror. Did I say that we would always forget about our past? 
Hey, man, it's going to be there. Sometimes it could be used to tell somebody else about Jesus. We could tell them where we came from, but we don't wallow in it. That's what Paul was saying. We don't sit there and wallow in it. You know, you know, I do know people that will brag about their past, and it seems like they're just staying right there. And I'm, I'm like, man, move on from that. God saved you out of that. Now tell somebody about Jesus Christ. You're not that person anymore. You got a new man living inside of you. You're not that old person anymore. Praise the Lord. You're not that old person anymore. You can't go forward in the Christian life looking through that rearview mirror and looking into the past. We have to forget that. Listen, folks, you may struggle to forget because I know some of you are saying tonight, you're saying, yeah, (laughs) yeah, pastor, I, I hear what you're saying, but I just can't forget that. You know, there's been some things in my life, some people that's hurt me in my life, some things that's happened in my life, and I thought that I couldn't forget them. Well, can I give you some help tonight? Can I give you a little bit of encouragement? Some of you, some of you tonight may struggle to forget the picture of that. You may struggle to forget the picture of that, but you can be released from the power of it. You may struggle to forget the picture, but you can be released from the power of it, I'm telling you. The power of that don't have to hold you, right? That don't have to hold you back. You know, God just God just kind of shed some light. And while, this is not even in my sermon. But some of you are trying to lead somebody to the Lord. And here's here. this kind of goes with keeping the past in the past. Because sometimes you say, okay, man, I've told that person about the Lord so many times. It's time to give up. You know, I, I, it's, they, they've said no too many times. Well, I'll tell you something, what I've learned. Right then is probably the time. The next time you tell them about Jesus, they're going to respond. Because I guarantee you, they could, they'll come up to you, man, I wish somebody would have told me. I wish somebody would have told me. Because, man, God had primed. And, and it's almost like priming the spiritual pump, right? And, and so I'm saying, don't give up. Don't Listen, even though they've turned you down a hundred times, and they said, man, I don't need church. I don't need God. I don't need Jesus. I don't need that. Okay. I'll respect you. And I'll, like the Bible says, you know, we have to respect that and, 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 and carry on. But one thing my dad's taught me is to go back again. Don't let that past hold you down. Go back again and share Jesus with them again. Because here's what you're doing, folks. This is a kind of a learning experience for the both of us tonight because God's speaking. I want to tell you he's speaking because every single time you're getting that opportunity, you're learning the next time exactly what you can help that person with. And I want to tell you something. The best way to witness to somebody is to be their friend first. I believe in the word of God. But, you know, I, the first thing I do, I don't go beat somebody over the head with the word of God. I don't, be, I don't go out there and say, you know what, you old sinner, you old dirty whatever. Man, I go out there and I try to be their friend. And, man, when I see somebody that I don't know, I don't know if they know the Lord or not. Man, I just want to get friends with them as fast as I can because I want to lead them to the Lord. And if they are already a Christian, I can celebrate with them. And I can say, man, help me lead this other person to the Lord. Help me, help me to walk this other person through salvation. Folks, there's some things, there's some things also in our lives that whenever we're talking about keeping the past in the past, sometimes we allow past accomplishments Past accomplishments, maybe that will hold us back, right? We say, man, I've done, I've done, we can beat on our chest and say, I've done, I've done this or that spiritually. I've, I can, I can, you know, the mountaintop experiences, you know what I'm talking about? We've been on those, man, we, we want to stay right there on the mountain, right? We want to stay and there's nothing wrong with the mountaintop, but folks, we don't learn on the mountaintop. We learn down in the valley, but we want to stay down in the valley, right? We want to go to the mountaintop. But folks, it's just a process all the time. A process all the time. 
But we can't stay hung up on those past accomplishments, nor can we stop or we get hung up on past disappointments in our life. I've already shared that with you. We can't get hung up on these things because we we have to have the, the power that Christ gives us to have the power over those things. Listen. There's another, another idea I want to leave with you tonight of how I know I can be confident that you and I are going to make it. If we're going to make it, you and I are going to have to keep an eternal perspective, an eternal perspective. Look at uh, uh, verse 14. Look what he says in verse 14, Paul. I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Jesus Christ. I want you to look at that word pursue. I pursue as my goal. These are kind of some uh, athletic terms, if you will, right? He, He also uses the term straining forward. Look at verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is uh, behind, and listen what he says, and reaching forward, and reaching forward to what is ahead. I want to tell you folks, get that picture in your mind. That's a picture that we can bring into the today. We can apply that to our lives today. If Have you ever seen anybody running a race? I haven't ran cross country, and you can tell that because I'm not fit. And and you know what? I'm going to, I hope you're going to laugh at me about this. I know. I was, can I take a sidetrack just a minute and I'll get back. We were in Durham the other day and my dad, uh, we were visiting the hospital and I said, Daddy, you know, I'm, I'm going to take my family on vacation next week and I want some of those Under Armour shirts, right? Okay, I got this right here though. And I'm going in an Under Armour outlet place, right? So he takes me over there. I buy some shirts. I buy two X. And I thought, man, that surely will fit me. Where's my mom? Where's she at? Yeah, she's already laughing back there. (laughs) Because I went over to the training section. I said, I'm going to get me one of them shirts. Had no idea that literally that mannequin they had, it was showing everything he had. And I thought, you know, man, that shirt would look cool. Maybe I need to get that shirt. But I had no idea. When I got home and put that thing on, it was like a small. I was like, are you kidding me? That, it, was a, it was a 2X. It was a 2X. But when I pulled it on, I thought, I can't go out like that. I can't go on a vacation like that. And my mom rolled laughing because she saw me. She's never saw her son like that before. <laughs> She was embarrassed. Her her face turned red, and and I had to about pick her up off the floor. I'm so sorry, mom. <laughs> whoa! <laughs> no, I didn't, because you would not want a picture of that. Trust me. <laughs> I went back down to the outlet uh, the next day. We were back down there visiting in the hospitals, and I told that girl, I looked at her, and I said, ma'am, I'm so sorry. And she said, what is it? I said, I'm going to have to lose some weight before I get another shirt like that. And she just looked at me, and she didn't say a word. She just put that stuff in there. (laughs) That was embarrassing, okay? That was embarrassing. And I said, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work it out. And I'll come back and I'll get a shirt when I'm fit like that. I'm fit. That's good. I'm fit. (laughs) By the way, I did used to be fit. I used to play baseball. Man, it sounds like I'm going off on some rabbits tonight. I'm sorry. But, brother, I'm a Kansas City Royals fan. And let me tell you why. I graduated from North Kansas City High School and I'm kind of partial to that, that part of the country. So uh, I, hope you don't, I hope you don't take offense to that, okay? <laughs> All right, we're not going to run no rabbits anymore tonight, okay? Some of you are saying, man, we need to get out of here. No, no, man, good gracious, what are you talking about? Man, listen, God's word is good. Amen. God is good. Amen. And God's got something to say to us tonight. Amen. And I think it's good for us to, be, to laugh sometimes because it gives us a breather. It gives us, we were getting real serious there, weren't we? Well, let's finish this message, but we got to keep an eternal perspective. Keep that. And, and here's what Paul says. It's like that runner. As I said, Paul possibly had a, 
They didn't have Under Armour, but he, he was saying, man, you got to be like that. you got to be streamlined. And he's saying, reach forward, right? That's the way a runner does. Man, if you're going to run a race and try to win a race, you don't run like this, do you? Man, every runner that I see on the Olympics, they're striving forward and they're reaching forward. Man, they're trying to go with all their might. That is what he's saying that we need to do in our Christian life. We need to always be reaching forward. We don't need to be reaching back and staying back there. Man, you're never going to win the race. You're never going to win the race unless you're reaching forward. And I want to tell you what that involves, folks. It sometimes involves us being made fools of. What do I mean by that? It means we may not say the right things sometimes. We may not do the right things, but we know whose we are. And we know whose we are and we know where we're going. We know where we're going to spend eternity. And I tell you, that, that will be another uh, good thing to tell somebody. Tell them that you're not perfect and that God saved a sinner just like you. Listen, folks. Some of us are trying to figure things out and we're trying to figure things out in our life about possibly what God's doing in our lives. And, and it may be blurry right now to us. It may be blurry right now to us. And it might be because you're looking through the wrong lens. You're not keeping that eternal perspective. You're keeping a perspective that's on this earth. You're looking at things that's on this earth. Folks, Paul had the perspective of eternity. You know, he even said that a couple of times, didn't he, in other books of, that he wrote. He said, I, I want to go be with Jesus. But you know what he told his people? He said, but it's better if I stay here with you right now, even though I want to be with Jesus. It's better if I stay with you and help you. I want to continue to help you. But he said, if Jesus took me tonight, I'll go. That's the way we got to be. Keep that eternal perspective. Wake up every day keeping that eternal perspective. Eternal perspective. And then finally, I want to leave with you this. If we're going to make it in this Christian life, if we're going to make it, we've got to remember, you and I are not in this alone. Amen. We're not in this alone. We can look there in what Paul said tonight. He used the, the, the personal pronoun, pronoun I several times, several times in these verses that we looked at tonight. He used a lot of I statements. Matter of fact, I've got mine underlined. He says, I have already, already reached. I make every effort. I also have been taken hold of. I do not consider myself. I do. I pursue he kept on and on and on saying, I, I, I. Oh, but something began to happen to, in his writing. I want you to look down about verse 15 to what he started to say. Therefore, all. He said, he didn't say I in that. So he wouldn't point to himself. He said, therefore, all who are mature should think this way. If you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. Listen, listen. In any case, we. He changes. He changes up here. In any case, we should live up to what truth we have obtained. He's saying that when it comes to spiritual maturity, we're in this together. You see, a lot of, a lot of people say this. They'll say, you know, this spiritual maturity thing, man, all I need is Jesus. Yes, all you do need is Jesus for salvation. But Jesus said, you and I need each other for spiritual maturity. You're not going to, people say, I don't, I don't need to go to church. You don't need, you don't have to go to church if you don't want to. You don't. But I'll tell you what, you'll be better for it. You'll mature in Jesus Christ. You will mature in Jesus Christ. Why would I say that? Because you're constantly looking into the Word of God. And when you look into the Word of God, you're seeing a mirror reflecting right back at you because God's saying, this is what you truly look like. And you can get right with the Lord and you're helping each other. You're not saying to each other, pointing fingers, you need to get right, you need to get right, you need to get right. But we're helping each other and praying for each other. Man, that's what we, we should be doing in this maturity thing. We're in it together. We're not alone in this. We truly aren't alone, but so many of us feel like we're alone in it. Here's what I believe. You can agree or disagree with me. But I believe if we lead, lead someone to Jesus Christ, 
We need to be, we need to be discipling in them. We don't need to walk away from them. Say, hey, man, uh, isn't that like a, taking a baby and, and saying, you know what, um, you newborn, I tell you what, you've just been born, and uh, here's a steak plate, I mean a ribeye, and some Mountain Dew, and I want you to go ahead and eat, right? I want you to eat that, and I want you to... That baby can't do that, and neither can baby Christians. God's speaking to us tonight, folks. Do you know why a lot of times we can't help people? Because we're not right ourselves. If we were right, we would have the confidence. Oh, preacher. Oh, preacher, why are you meddling on this last night? Because it's the last night I'm headed toward China Grove. And you... <laughs> Some of you said, man, I liked you up until tonight. Man, I just, no, I'm, I'm kidding with you. I love you to death, church. I do. I truly do. But I'm being serious with you tonight. You and I need to look into our lives. How mature are we in our own lives? Because we need to be confident about our faith. Confident enough that we can share the gospel of Jesus Christ with other people. That's the reason a lot of times we can't share it. We don't feel like sharing it. If we're Christians, man, we can't help but share the gospel of Jesus Christ to everybody we see. And you might say to me tonight, well, preacher, some people might be saying, well, praise the Lord. Man, celebrate with that person. As I said a while ago, celebrate with that person. And then find out if they're in a family somewhere, if they're, if they're involved somewhere, and say, man, you could come with me and get involved here. We must remember that we are not alone in this spiritual maturity thing. This spiritual maturity, this Christian life. We've got to encourage each other. We've got to encourage each other. Listen, I would pray tonight, here at the end of this series of messages this week, not revival, but the series of messages. Revival's going to go on. I'm praying for this church that revival would go on. But I would pray tonight that God would show us, you and I, where that we're in reverse in this thing, right? Where we're in neutral, we're stuck in neutral. Because, folks, some of us are stuck in neutral. Some of us are stuck in reverse. And we need to be stuck in forward, amen? We need to be stuck in forward, going, going forward for the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't want to be stuck there and not maturing, getting to a certain place and never. You know, there's, there's people that have, were, were saved when they were young and no one ever discipled them. And now they're later on in their years. And they don't, they, they don't, they don't know what to do. They may sit on a pew at church, but as far as being spiritually mature, they, they don't know where, where and some, do you know, we can still disciple each other. Even, even at, well, don't matter what age we are. We need to be in a place of maturity and growing, maturity and growing. Folks, we are in this thing together. I want to invite uh, Fit back up. I think you guys are going to help us with the invitation tonight. But folks, I want to ask you as they're coming and preparing, I, I want to ask you, where in your life possibly do you need to begin to say, God, I need, here's, here's what we need to do tonight. We need to come to the place tonight to say, Lord, I'm stuck in reverse and just get right tonight. That's as clear and as bold as I can say it. If, we're, if you're stuck in reverse, tonight, make the night that we shift that gear to forward, right? Put it up in high gear and go forward with the Lord. Maybe you're stuck in neutral. Maybe you're just stuck back here and you're just, it's, things are blurry to you. Come to the Lord tonight. Come to this altar. But you know what? I asked my dad the other night. And if you guys possibly in just a, a moment, maybe just play some soft music because I'm going to ask this congregation to do something. This is out of the ordinary and it may scare you to death. I don't know if you guys do this up here, but I asked my dad, I said, dad, I, I just, this is like two days ago. I felt the Holy Spirit saying that we need to fill this altar up tonight. We need to fill this altar up with tears of, and prayers tonight, praying for the lost in this community. 
We need to be praying for our neighbors. We need to be praying for our moms and our dads, our sisters and our brothers. And I'm going to end right there. I'm just going to ask those of you that will, if you will, and and listen, I know this is not a, a very huge altar. It's not a lot of room down here, but I want you to get as close as you can tonight. And I want you to fill this altar up as they begin to, to play some soft music here. I want you to get up out of your seat tonight and I want you to just come on down, make your way down and begin to pray to the Lord, pray to the Lord tonight that God, God would bring us back to where we need to be maturely, but in maturity, but most of all, pray for that lost person in your life. Listen, you might want to get to somebody. If you want to come on down, just come on down right now as I'm speaking. But but you may want to get with somebody and pray for them and pray with them tonight. All those that will, this is the way we're going to end this series of messages this week. All those that will, just come down. Fill this altar up. Let's lift that sweet aroma to the Lord tonight. The Lord will hear our prayers. He will hear our prayers tonight. And we will cry out as a church in unity tonight that God, God is going to do a work in our lives. And he's going to do a work in Theresa Baptist Church. When we leave this place tonight, we're going to see, we're going to see lives begin to be changed. As these are praying, would you just bow your head tonight? Those of you that possibly you couldn't make it down here, even physically, I don't know. But would you just pray right there where you're at? Bow your head and close your eyes. You can pray with us tonight. We're just going to wait for the next few moments and allow you to pray tonight. After just a little while, then I'm going to end this in a word of prayer. Pray, God, that you would help us. God, just please help us.
Jesus, tonight as we in this series of, of meetings, we call you Daddy. Daddy, we love you. We thank you for what you've done in lives this week, for what you've done tonight. God, thank you for the shining light that is Theresa Baptist Church. Lord, it is only because the individuals such as these tonight have that shining light in you, or in, in them, your shining light in them. So God, I pray tonight, Lord, as they go out of here, that Lord, that, that fire that started in them is not something that is started by a man, that is not started by someone, but is started by you. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would fill us up to overflowing, oh God. And I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't just say that when we've left this place, we have been with you, but God will carry you with us when we leave this place tonight. And I pray, Lord, in weeks to come, in months to come, that I'll hear great things out of Theresa Baptist Church, that I'll hear of salvations and people getting right. Lord, that the community, Lord, is beginning to be changed around this church. God, we thank you so much for your grace and your mercy and your peace. Lord, I pray that you continue to be with this church, this people tonight. We thank you for what all you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite Pastor Larry to come up and have some closing words. being obedient to God, son. I want you to know that. God bless you. And as you go out of this room, thank you, Fitz group. Thank you for always coming and being a part. Thank you for being obedient also as you all share. Thank you, everyone that is here tonight. And as we go out of this room, let's go out of here with the expectation of great things God's going to continue to do. We can make it. Amen. Amen. We can make it. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. All right. Goodbye. God bless you until we see you again. Might be up there. (laughs) All right.